the kid is probably the best character because he turns out to be kind of this wise five-year-old because he's eaten a ton of adults. Welcome back to another episode of Struggling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Sam is rejoining the show today, and I think for a first time ever, he's got a few negative things to say about a particular book. Yeah, I'm usually not one to come in and say, like, you know, bad things about a book, but, you know, this is one I think that warranted, yeah. at least for me, like, this is a book that took forever to read because <laughs> it was just like, all right, we've, we've invested this much, let's do it. But, like, it took to the point that I think Erlene even commented that she's like, you've been reading that a long Long time. And I was like, yes. So before we go into what the book is, I do want to understand the why, because several of us here function under the life is short. You shouldn't waste your life reading like a book that you don't enjoy. But like, I was reading this before I went to bed. So it was great after like a chapter. I'd be bored. And <laughs> okay. like, yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. It was like the NyQuil of books. <laughs> kind of for me. Yeah. And it's rare. Like I will read most anything and I will stick it through till the end and I'll just push through. And yeah, it was... It was not my favorite book I've ever read. Wow. A scathing review from Sam. <laughs> but, you know, like I always say to people as a reviewer, it's just my taste yeah. does not have to reflect yours. But if you've listened to other reviews, you're like, well, I tended to like the thing. It shows you're probably not going to like this book. Yeah. You could recommend it as a sleep aid. That, that is true. But what book is it, Sam? It is a book called The Book Eaters, which upon going back and, re and looking at the Goodreads was an anticipated fantasy book for this current year. So I literally grabbed it because it had like a V.E. Schwab quote on the front of it. And I was driving. I was like, oh, cool. And then I picked it up and I was like, it's uh, like these people that they consume books, like literally like eat them and they gather all the knowledge within them. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, it didn't seem, I'm like, how are they going to make this into a story though? It's like, it's kind of weird. I was like, I'm willing to, to see how they do this. It had V. Schwab gave it a good, you know, mm -hmm. said, I devoured this, which was <laughs> which was clever. But I think she just had that clever one-liner because there really wasn't that much great stuff to talk about in the book. Oh, no. But it has a 3.8 on, on Goodreads, so who knows? Someone likes it. But I think a lot of that's just you're told it's supposed to be good, so you believe it. You're like, ah, it wasn't super fun, but everyone else seems to like it, so. Right. Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you tell us some about the main characters? All right. So the main character is named Devin. She is a, you know, you, you meet her as a young child who is born into the book eater world, and they kind of live in isolation. At least her family of the book eater family does. Does everyone eat books? Just people within these family, yes. Okay. Well, there's two different types. Okay, so to give a bit of the background, <laughs> I know I feel like I'm not answering your question, but no, it's okay. she comes in. So these people, they're book eaters, and they have various families around. And as I start kind of laying this out, you'll start being like, okay, that reminds me of this book. That reminds me of this book that reminds me of this book. So the book eater thing's more or less just a gimmick. Like I thought it'd be cool, but it's just something that happens to be part of their life. So they live in different families. And for some odd reason, there haven't been many women being born. So the oh, families yeah. have people who shepherd the women through like the different families to have more children because at some point being such a small community, they don't want to start having inbred book eating children. They would rather have children that are, you know, somewhat from bloodlines that are at least far enough removed. So you have that. So that's a big part of it is mm -hmm. that, you know, these young girls are being shepherded into Always this Always a fantasy novel that starts with forced 
Yeah, but I mean, you know, I could go through and name like 10 books that have yeah. this kind of same thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. It's a very big fantasy thing. Right. So you have that. I'm trying to think. But yeah, so that's it. So you got the small families. There's also the chance that you could have a child. I guess there's like, I guess, mutated children that are mind eaters that actually will Ooh. suck the memories out of people's brains and they get it make straight them... from the source, baby. They don't wait for someone to write it down. Right. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like wiping a hard drive. They still function and do stuff. There's nothing there. There's no personality, no nothing like that. Are they all evil, all the mind eaters? No, not necessarily. It's just, you know, you crave. Nice. It's like, it's like, are vampires really evil? No, that, that's their survival thing. Mm-hmm. We don't They're view ourselves as evil. So they crave it. They're like, like pica. Like the, it's they, like what they live on. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm going to, I got to eat because the books don't do anything for them. With the book eaters, are they able to supplement their diet or do they strictly eat books? They are not. They solely eat books. If okay. they eat things that are not book related, it makes them violently ill. Book so related. the legend within their thing, which this isn't giving much weight, is that they were placed here by an alien race to absorb all of our knowledge but they are also very 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 many generations later like they've been around for hundreds of years that they're aware of or more so they're like well they never came back forgot about us so maybe so they're not even 100 percent sure if their origin story they know now <laughs> is real or if it's just like a religion thing where it's mm-hmm. just like something someone made up to explain yeah. the unexplainable so you'd think that a lot of this book would revolve around you know what comes from eating books and living your book life and just living your book life. you know living in these huge libraries that are also your your food source. It's not really about that. It's just something that kind of happens. It's on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, it's more that her son is born as a, and you, this is first chapter, her son is born as a mind eater. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to lure someone in. She is, you just know that she's living on the streets somewhere in, in the UK and she's got her son and they're in some place. She's got a bunch of money, but you don't know how. And she's an alcoholic now because it hurts her so much to lure people to feed to her son who has to eat ever so often. So she has to, you know, but she also, you absorb all their memories. So she's trying to find, find good, people. good people, but that she can also justify being eaten by their, have all their brain yeah. memories and everything eaten by her son. Oh, that's a bummer because to make a good kid, you have to like feed them good people. Right. And he's <laughs> starts like absorbing all of the traits of all the people. So he starts to become this amalgamation of not just himself, but all the people. So at first, like, dude, this is going to be crazy. Like, even if it's kind of weird, like, this is really going to be wonderful. And then it kind of drops off of that story and goes back to her childhood. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. So then it's like the whole the princess. I'm basically being treated as a princess. They say that a lot. and But I'm basically being treated like livestock. And I don't realize that until I'm older. So at some point as a child, she meets a young man who is in the forest who is a journalist and he just disappears. She brings him back to her family. We don't see him again for many times. But you know that he resurfaces because at the beginning of most chapters, there is a quote from his book he wrote on the book eaters. So that's a good way that they use to cover, like if there was a plot hole in the previous chapter, they'll be like, We'll just have him drop a quote in and that'll kind of <laughs> He it researched up. it. So. so that bugged me. Mm-hmm. And even the whole book eater thing, like you're like, these are people who can acquire all of this knowledge, but they live very dated lives. It's almost like her, at least her family is almost similar, like, like an Amish person would be, where it's like we're living very much like it's 1800s or Does something. Does it feel like, like you were talking about they're not sure if it was like actual history or, or like a religion. Does it feel like a weird like moral thing to live like that? Or is it just like the aesthetic of living in a castle? <laughs> yes, I think it's just different families have different ways of 
viewing it like, yeah, it's yeah. Like a moral thing. It's like, they're very old fashioned. We still live like we always live. We only eat Dickens. And yeah, we only <laughs> eat old books, not without the, the, the bitterness of the current, you know, acid free paper, blah, blah, blah. And they actually go into that. They spend more time hearing about, I guess, the taste of certain books than you do actually about knowledge. Yeah. I think it feels weird. The few times it's actually used to advance the story is like, oh, no, you can't talk. Here, eat this Morse code book, and now we can tap at each other, and we'll know what we mean. And then also a big thing is eating maps and train schedules. And you're like, man, there's this huge thing that you could be using. And really it turned into, I mean, granted, maybe my reading's different. But reading a lot of stuff, the Book of the Unnamed Midwife, The Power, mm-hmm. things like that. It's like this is a very poor version of just an amalgamation of pieces of that story yeah. like it didn't feel at any point there was anything new happening it's like the the wish.com version of right of those well, you know, if I came into this and this may be my first book I've ever read that has this kind of storyline or this kind of genre, maybe I'm like, whoa. But for me, the first part failure of it was it's not the book eating thing was the kind of the draw. I mean, it's the title of the book and it yeah. was probably the most underwhelming part of the book and just kind of spaces we get shuffled around and she finds happiness playing video games and things like that. And right. Because she goes to a family who lives in the now. Wow. To have her second child, which ends up being, I don't know if it's pronounced Kai or K. It's C-A-I. Okay. But oh. they never really acknowledge the pronunciation. I did not pull up. It was not worth pulling up the audiobook to get the correct pronunciation. Got him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, when you said that they play video games, I was like, wait, it's now? <laughs> it's modern? <laughs> they have video games? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's happening now. That's part of it, too. And they can't. It's like they can't. There's all these things like we can't travel. We can't do this because we live off the grid. There's no. It's like whatever. But y'all apparently have ungodly amounts of money. If there's one thing we've learned in recent times, money is way more important than having records or truths or proof. So, you know, it's like they could do whatever they wanted to. You could know anything. Well, yes, I'm obviously I'm this person. Right. And you can just eat an ID and you know everything about the person. So when Devin gets sent to this new family, does she take her son with her? No, you leave the child behind. With the family. So oh, she okay. actually ends up, her and her son have bailed. Like they've ran away from all of them because she wasn't going to have her mind eater son killed or turned into a dragon, which is what they call. They have the knights and the dragons. So the knights are all the kids who were kind of, a lot of the boys, I guess, that couldn't get wives and kind of, you know, were not going to be the breeding stock or put into like the knights. And they're the kind of people who run everything. They're like, they go around and they're tough and they ride motorcycles and they're cool. Yeah, and they, they got go to choose out. not to participate in the forced breeding program. Right. That's nice. <laughs> and so they have their dragons, which are the other mind eaters, because that's another thing, that there's one of the families has created a drug that while not taking away the desire to eat people's minds, but does give the ability to sustain yourself on books over things. You know, I mean, It's like drinking insure for the rest of your life, I but guess. But you can only eat nonfiction books. <laughs> right, right. So they don't really get a lot out of it. If I recall correctly, they don't memorize as much because I could be making this up. I, yeah. There was a lot today. It does today. Sound I kind like, of like they took all the fun parts that could exist and they were like, what if we talked about the social politics. And that's kind of what it is. And I mean, but it's it's not even like it's new social politics. We can go all the way back to like Atwood, things like that. It's yeah. like, okay, we're rehashing really old stories. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. it felt like. It was like pieces of 
like I think I put here, like stories borrowed from fairy tales. I say Grimm's not Disney because it all ends pretty badly for most people. And it just, it was cookie cutter and it just kind of, it was, yeah. it bored me because I was like, okay, cool. I've read this. It's kind of one of those books where you sit down and you go, the most interesting part is figuring out what source they probably lifted some of the story for, mm-hmm. or what influenced them subconsciously to enter these things. I'm not... I'm not saying anyone plagiarized anything, but, you know, I mean, you know, as a songwriter person, you know, you yeah. inadvertently lift things from people and you're like, 100%. oh, God, that's exactly this. And, you know, so I'm not saying it's on purpose, but it very much was like, oh, they must have read this book. Yeah. And it just feels very, I don't know, like it, like you said, I guess, superficial. Like, it feels like it could be a really interesting way to talk about, like, who has what information or, like, even just... Like, would they keep writers on staff, like their favorite writers? Be like, hey, can you send me a copy of your book when you get it out? I really like your books. Yeah. and uh, Yeah. It's I'm weird just... that the paper is what they taste. I would imagine that they would be like, hmm, a sad story. And they'd be like crying in the corner. There like... are apparently different tastes to that. But she comments because all of her family had the old books on the nice. It's all vel- van- kinda... vanillin. What is it? The, the weird yeah, scent like... that. With the leather binding out. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of reminds me, you know, it's very classic. Oh, it's like there are truffles and things like that. Mm-hmm. We're eating all this earthy, nice tones. And everyone now is eating all this fancy, yeah. you know, with preservatives and stuff in their books to keep bugs from eating them. But now it just doesn't taste the same. Honestly, they could have gone the route of like, there's fewer books. Like the publishing companies are closing. We're going to star. Right. That would have been <laughs> That would have been interesting too. That actually would have been. I actually They're think... all digital books now. Or <laughs> for some reason, those. I thought initially they were going out of their way to consume like limited edition, like really hard to find right? manuscripts. Because that like could have been like interesting. Like people who like, like big game hunt, like rare, yeah. cream, like, because they're just like, yeah. Well, her family, I'm sure had stuff like that and another thing was like you know they fed the young girls like you know you 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 ate a lot of fairy tales and things like that and the same ones over and over like the holidays you ate the same book at dinner and some of the new copy of it some of the fancier families would take the books and do like Catherine does like make something decorative out of them oh and so that once you ate them it looked like something else it was fancy Mm -hmm. but otherwise or like for standard dinner are they just ripping out pages and oh yeah they have book teeth which apparently come in that are bigger teeth i didn't mention that yeah so they get they have special teeth that pop in which also kind apparently like wood lice i guess at points in the book also help with disposing of enemies too they're apparently way more strong and sharp than your, wow. your normal teeth yeah it's a lot <laughs> and none of it's that like cool it's how, just yeah. like okay how many pages was it like 270. Oh, very oh, short. Sounds long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It was a lot of stuff, and it was a lot of, you know, maybe if I was in a mood to just, you know, imagine most of the world, it was a lot of like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Mm-hmm. But which made it easy, because as I got to the end, and it got to the point where she met someone from the family that made the drug and all that stuff, which is fine. You'll it, She's searching for him from the beginning. It's not going to blow your mind that she finds someone. And, you know, they instantly, like, develop a romance thing, mm-hmm. like, her and her the other woman's name is Hester and it's like because it's pretty clear early on that she's not overly stoked on having to breed with males and you know she actually was Anna Green Gables was her favorite book and she just you know was always saw more in the female protagonists and things like that I only eat books with female protagonists <laughs> so after like 10 you know after 10 minutes together it's just like I love her and we're going to be together forever and it's it's kind of like cool good for you <laughs> so there's a lot that it happens really fast and it feels forced, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we need, you can't have a story without a romantic connection in it. 
Exactly. You Especially know, not a story of some poor woman who was forced to have multiple children. Right, you're already protecting your child. It's like, no, let's also slip in this romance at the last yeah. second. And you're kind of like, come on, dude. It's really? okay. It's with a woman. So it's feminist. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of, it just, a lot of it felt forced. And yeah. it just, but like I said, the, the positive part of the book is it did illustrate a parent's the links they would go and how they would destroy. It's also kind of like, you know, shows the, there's one thing I kept relating to now is the the way people, the links people would go to destroy the entirety of their society and stuff just for the perceived protection of their child. Mm-hmm. Like that was the one thing I took away from. I was like, yeah, like she's willing to destroy everything and everyone. Burn it down? You know, for a child, which, you know, for as, as sweet as he was, it's responsible for the deaths of many, many mm-hmm. people of both book eater and regular human ilk. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, cool. Yeah. But, you know, it came from you, so we'll protect it and over the goodness of all and destroy the entire fabric of our book eater society and all that. That does seem like it also could have been interesting, like an innocent person, but they have to subsist off of harming others. And yeah, like, well, but he is, and he doesn't want to do it. That's kind of thing. Yeah. They have to throw that in occasionally, though. Like, he doesn't seem very upset about it at first, but then it's... But it's also cool that he turned... That's another positive. The kid is probably the best character because he's... Turns out to be kind of this wise five-year-old because he's eaten a ton of adults and has all of their memories and all of their educations and stuff like that. So there's points where he's finally like, just stop. Like, I know I'm this old, but like, I have I have 16 lives. I've lived 16 lives. Like, you know, <laughs> treat me like with the respect I deserve. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that is kind of funny. But even that just comes off hokey and kind of stilted. And it's just mm-hmm. stuff where you needed someone to save her from herself. And it's like, oh, we got this dude that ate like 20 other people. <laughs> and there's somebody in there is wise, so we'll use him. So it just all felt like writing yourself into a corner and then just grabbing a straw to get out of it. And that was that was my thing. Could you tell if the author had written anything else or is this their first yeah, book? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she has. Okay. I believe that she had written some other things. And What's uh, the author's name? Sonya Dean. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really go too deep diving into it. Like, I was so bummed out on this book. You were book, like, I, I don't want to like, read anything. I'm good. Like, that was all I needed to know. So what do you think you're going to go for for a palate cleanser after this one? I actually got the new, uh, is it Emily St. John Mandel? Mandel? Oh, oh yeah, yes. yeah. So I liked Station Eleven a lot. Mm-hmm. The Glass Hotel is one of the few books I set down. It wasn't because it was necessarily bad, just I did not like the characters. I didn't really want to spend that much time with them. So I was like, I'm out. I may revisit it. And this one's called The Sea of Tranquility. So I'm reading it now. So that's the one I'm in the middle of. It's taken a minute just because of just being busy with life. Yeah. This is a very busy season for all of us. Yeah. So the best way I describe this book is I literally just skimmed through the last few chapters because <laughs> I'm like, okay, what happens? Like this is, I'm over <laughs> it. And I just have to know how it ends. And the mm-hmm. end does not, it wraps up very like abruptly. And it was just like, again, it felt like we're not going to put more 300 your limit. Sorry. You just finished on these pages. I was kind of, and then they all died or it's not really what happened, but you know, yeah, have that cliffhanger there. Yeah. Do you think there is someone out there that the book would be a better fit for? I feel like this would be a good for young adults, people who haven't read a lot of stuff in this genre, things like that. I think people would be really, that's what I'm saying. I think those people would be really into it. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't realize that, I'm trying to remember what's the band now that sounds just like Led Zeppelin. It's like if you didn't know Led Zeppelin existed and you're like, dude, this is the greatest band ever. <laughs> and you just didn't know this band that 
already existed 30 years ago mm-hmm. or there was this entire lead up of 40 other bands that sounded just like that. It's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. So you need a- that person who's never read anything in this genre before. And they're like, wow, these are all cool new ideas. Like this blew my mind. And then it's mm-hmm. like, then you can go back and read all the good ones that kind of all the predecessors that led to this. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the most old man ending I could possibly give this. That's right. I mean, it's, you know, I always try to encourage people to be willing to come on the show and give a less than glowing review because that's the real experience as a reader. We're yeah. not going to love everything that we pick up. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's worth talking about what made you not enjoy a reading experience There so are much. a handful yeah. of books that were very well reviewed that I just was like, no, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's the same. You know, let's always tell people a bad review, whether it be a movie or music or a book it's a it's good like when you're finding reviewers to find people who share similar tastes and follow their reviews you can't go out looking for this guy i've never met does not like the same book i like and it's like well yeah, but you don't know what their experience is. <laughs> they're out here and they're like, my least favorite books are nonfiction books about the music industry. And you're like, right. well, <laughs> you probably I, won't agree with That's painfully him. obvious when I request a book and I go look up and it's like, oh, I'm the only person to ever check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Baytown. I'm like, we, I recommend this title that no one else wants. <laughs> Other patrons do that? Yes. All the time. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing another book to think about. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Make sure to eat good books.